thing that is funny is I didn't play basketball in high school. Mm-hmm. My dad was a wrestler. He was like, he took fourth Olympic trials. And growing wait, up, whoa, 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 what? Yeah, he was pretty good. Damn, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like this is a little bit. We knew at that point we we're like, oh, we're done. <laughs> Well, this sports cast from the Sports and Stuff show, The Kings of Comedy. I'm Adam. I'm Carter. I'm Zach. And let's get right into it. So obviously, uh, you know, our fourth guest, I think it's fourth. Yeah, yeah so we got Zach. Um, it's really awesome. I met Zach over the Bronco ambassador, yeah. I think. That's how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, I in this first time you guys, I haven't I mean, met you, but you look so familiar. Yeah, right. well, I, I was on I'm on the Pike B team, so you okay. you dropping Steph Curry three. I'm just rubbing yeah. salt okay. in the wound. That's, yeah, rubbing salt. I knew I recognized you because <laughs> I the reason you didn't recognize me that well is because I was on the bench most of the game. I'm mm. not a basketball player. Well, I, I watched like part of the final game. And oh yeah, I that remember was tough as well. Yeah, that the A team's crazy, man. I think our A team could. I think what they should do is they should take the winner of the men's league. The open men's league and have the fraternity um, league be good. championship play like almost kind of like a super champion would be kind of cool. That'd be our really guys good. Are we have a lot of guys who could have probably played at least D two basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, who wait? Who won that one? Oh, yeah. Pike Pike won. They yeah. won by like twenty four. Really? And the thing that was kind of a bummer was um, since it was an extra mile arena, it was like a really cool experience. And like since it was Pike v Pike. It was just kind of like, you know, this cool opportunity. But they cut the game out at minute 43 because they said they were behind schedule. Like, I really? understand that we were losing and we weren't going to win. But, yeah. you know, me being a senior and, like, this first time they were playing extra minor, it was a cool experience. So, you like, we wanted to take the full minute and 43 seconds yeah. to keep playing just for yeah. fun. Like, you know, maybe give it to, you know, shout out my little Jason Sims. Like, he can he can do windmill dunks. Like, he, he, he's got bounce. So, like, <laughs> letting those guys just have a heyday. Kind of like, you know, the all-star. Yeah. And, like, the last minute they're just, like, letting John Moran or whoever – just the crazy dunks, but it was a really cool experience. But yeah, we lost. I got one bucket. That was my. Oof. I had a step back three. They got I it. On, they got it on camera. That. So that was that was awesome. I mean, me not being a basketball player, I was thankful to get one bucket yeah. on a D1 <laughs> uh, basketball court. Yeah, um, I didn't. I wasn't on the team because I definitely. Not, I cut it. I cut it at football. Not a basketball player. <laughs> yep. Not. I'm not even a, really a basketball fan. Like I'm. Yeah. Let alone player. So yeah. Um, but you're on the soccer team, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, what got you to join the soccer team? Yeah, well, when I came to college, I knew that I didn't want to go to a smaller school. Like, I played baseball my entire life. I was a three-sport athlete growing up, and baseball is my main sport. I played soccer in the fall, um, and I swam during the, the wintertime. And then in Montana, high school, baseball isn't a thing. So it was, like, legion ball and, like, travel ball. And I just didn't love the game enough of baseball to go play at, like, a JC or, you know, and which is, like, an awesome route to go. I just knew I didn't have the passion for it. So when I came to Boise State, I really enjoyed soccer, and I wanted to stay involved with athletics, and I saw that they had a club team. So I just kind of reached out to the president, and he said, show up two weeks before move-in, and then just started going in two days and been in ever since. Oh, so you've been all four years then? Yeah, the I'm like one of like five Man. players who's been in it all four years every single semester. Wow. Yeah. How has it been, like, the difference between your first year and, like, your final year on the team? Yeah, uh, I think the difference is we just – gotten a lot closer as a team I think competitive wise we're kind of on the same level last season we didn't have the best record but we've been playing a lot higher competition and as every year that I've been on the team it's just been a lot more fun and I think it's important to have fun when you're playing at a higher level even though it is club it's very competitive like in our conference in the fall we play against BYU and they won the national championship 
four out of the last six years. So it's pretty crazy. Um, but we've had I've had two different coaches, which has been a really cool experience to get two different coaching perspectives. And like I said, it's just been fun. It's kept me out of trouble, kept me out of jail. It's always a joke that I make. Um, but it's been a good commitment for sure. That's great. What was like the biggest win or like the most fun game that you've played? Like, was there like opponent or like? Yeah, so I'd probably say my freshman year, the coolest moment we actually lost in the game, but the coolest moment was when we were playing BYU at home. And the reason it was cool is BYU, they travel, like they bring entire buses full of their fans. So we had like 300 mm-hmm. people. Um, at the game, which I've never played in front of 300 fans for a soccer game because in Montana you don't get a lot of people out yeah. for soccer games, usually like the Friday Night Lights for football. Um, but we held them 0-0 at halftime, which was kind of a huge feat because it was the first game, I think, in 60-some games where they hadn't scored in the first half. So we're like, damn, we're in this. Like, yeah. And we had the fraternity showing up because we had a couple guys representing different fraternities on the team. And I got subbed in at like the 75th minute, let's say. I don't remember exactly, but I – was guy was coming up on the left hand side near the uh the, like the stands and I had like a slide tackle and I got the ball so like just hearing all my buddies and all the fans like freaking out and then I got the ball I passed it down the line and they crossed and we scored and it was two one at that point so like I was like right in front of the student section like kind of freaking out as you know as a freshman so yeah that was pretty cool and then this year in the fall we were playing against Utah Valley and I got subbed on in like the 89th minute it was a tied game and my buddy who's also in Pike Charlie Scott got subbed in with me. And the goalie kicked the ball um, from their line, like a free kick. Charlie got the ball and passed to me, and I scored. So I scored a game winner, which was pretty cool. And then it was really fun. Uh, my teammate Brady Zacco were in the car all excited. He goes, Zach, look at this. And he grabbed the ball. He took the game-winning <laughs> ball from Utah Valley. So I have that back oh, of the house. So shout awesome. out Brady for getting me the game-winning ball. So that was pretty cool. Did the, like, the players on the team sign it? No, no. Dude, wh- I, why not? I probably should. One, maybe maybe this, this season I'll get him to sign it. But it was a pretty yeah. fun experience. And we also got it on film, too. This season we got, um, in the fall, we got a Trace, which is a like, basically like a soccer program. You put, like, a little tracker um, in a sleeve, and you wrap around your dominant leg, and it will, like, track um, the entire game, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So I was able to send the game winner to all my family and stuff, which is something we've never had before mm-hmm. in the past three years of playing. So that was a really cool experience as well. Dude, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, are you going, like, are you playing for the intramurals as well, for soccer as well? Yeah, so I've actually never done the soccer intramurals because I never mm-hmm. wanted to get hurt. Uh, my dad was a big-time athlete growing up, so I just was very honed in on discipline and not, like, risking getting injuries. So, like, I never, like, skied or snowboard when I was playing sports because I didn't want to get hurt. But I've never won intramurals at Boise State, so it's kind of, <laughs> like, one of my final, like, yeah. check marks I want to do. So definitely going to run the 7v7 and try to get that championship for Pike because we're also in a really close competition in the Greek Cup. ATO is three points behind us. Mm. I'm a competitive individual, so we got to bring home the, the hardware. I yeah. didn't know it was even that close. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. It's really, well, the thing that's kind of silly is they've been doing all like the co-ed and the tournament stuff, and mm. they get points towards their organization okay. for it. Which, oh, really? I mean, oh, the rules are the like... rules, so I'm not going to say like you know it's dumb, but it's something we didn't know about. So we've just been doing. We've just been winning all the fraternity leagues. Yeah. yeah. And they've been doing like the co-ed stuff, which props to them. They're playing the game well. Man. But we're only three points ahead. And ATO, last time I think I can't remember if they won or if they they're in the championship against Pike. So like the ATO Pike uh, soccer rivalry is gonna be pretty good. I'm excited. That's yeah. Awesome. My roommate is in ATO. He'll <laughs> probably be out there. Yeah. No. ATO. They're they're a really fun organization to play against because. A lot of friend friendships between the two fraternities, and so like when you get out there, it's competitive, but it's like friendly competitiveness. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like between the lines, you're chirping, pushing, and shoving. But once the whistle's blown, it's just like uh, all love type stuff, which mm-hmm. I appreciate because 
you know, how fraternities can kind of get hostile towards one another. So it's all, you know, like all, all, yeah. all love of the game. <laughs> From the grapevine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think there was, like, um, for, like, football, there was, like, something ridiculous like they had 11 fights just in general for boise state intramurals and 10 of them were from boy like from fraternity football mm-hmm. and it was like don't even know how many at this point but yeah <laughs> um so you know it's their last year on campus mm-hmm. i mean obviously you've kind of done you know sports but is there like other things that you've really like been adamantly involved in that you feel like have been kind of vital to yeah your time here? I, I mean Everyone asks me if I'm ready to graduate, and I say yes in terms of I'm very grateful for the four years that I've had. Um, I've done a lot of different things in terms of just outreach stuff, like starting the fraternity. So I'm in Pike, Pi Kappa Alpha. Shout out Josh behind the camera over there. Yeah. But we, <laughs> we started this um, freshman year, so we're founding fathers as well as you guys oh, for nice. SIGEP, which is yep. a really cool opportunity. Like less than 1% of all Greek initiates can say that they're founding fathers. So just building an organization from nothing to where we're at now is a really cool experience. And Within my four years in Pike, I've done uh, the Brotherhood Chair, I've been Philanthropy, and then also I was on the Exec for Vice President of New Member Development, which was super cool. Um, I've also been a part of the Honors College for all four years, so I've had some really great mentorship in that. And then kind of a fun one that a lot of people were jealous of, but was I got the Pub Beer Ambassador. Oh, I saw that. Which was pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, they reached out to my best friend, Ryan Arzu, and I on Instagram, and we kind of thought it was a scam, not going to (laughs) lie, but, like, their verified, like, Mm -hmm. national page is like, hey, we want to do this, like, student ambassador program. Like, we thought you guys would be awesome for the gig. Like, okay, we reached out, set up, and we didn't think it was – we just thought they were going to give us free beer, but they paid us as well. So not only did we get free merch, free beer, we got paid as well for three months' worth of jobs, and, I mean – we're all 21. At, I mean, Ryan, yeah. we're 21. So it was just like a cool opportunity that most people don't get to do, which was a lot of fun. It was really cool in terms of working with a large organization and like figuring out how to do proper branding and stuff and making sure it was all, all legit. Dude, that's so dope. I remember seeing that and I'm like, it's like, damn. Yeah, it's Isn't funny it? too because I, I mean, wasn't it you, Ryan, and someone else? Yeah, uh, Annika. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. She's from Australia. She's super cool. Yeah, she's fun to work with. And then also the Bronco Shop thing with Sinai. Mm-hmm. modeling gig i actually hate my photos being taken but i kind of did it to get out of my comfort zone. yeah right like you <laughs> i saw him at like some of the photo shoots he was like the that's how like i kind of saw you for the first time or like met you was at these photo shoots and he's like completely outgoing you were like taking uh, random photo. you literally crushed up like a flower and went <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, well i mean i wasn't always as good as it like i'm a first yeah. believer that you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to get comfortable in it mm-hmm. like i believe that you have to step out of your comfort zone to like have personal growth because i like i've always hated my photos getting taken even though um and then i saw this uh, modeling thing i was like oh that'd be kind of fun then obviously you get some free merch with it which yeah. has been super fun um so shout out to Nye for having a great program over there yeah i mean um she really kind of makes it really fun too yeah. but yeah i totally agree with She's that like all of our mom she always takes care of us <laughs> yeah. and then it was really cool because i stayed over uh, in boise for the summer which is my first time in boise mm-hmm. and just having that group to go do photo shoots with at the river and stuff was a really good time yeah that's awesome um and you are graduating this semester do you have like a plan after college um, or anything? so I'm, st- I'm studying kinesiology uh, with emphasis in exercise science and the goal is going to be a pediatric pa but as of right now, I'm taking a gap year because for PA school and med school, you got to take uh, patient care hours. So it's just like working with patients to kind of get experience. And for PA school, most schools are looking for about 1,500 hours. So I'm just going to be working pretty much full time as well as kind of pursuing the soccer dream and kind of seeing what I can do with that. 
And then after the year, I'll kind of have a good gauge of I'm going to pr- pursue soccer full time or if I'll get a big boy job and go to PA school. <laughs> How are you going to pursue soccer after college? Is that like a joining a I don't know how soccer yeah, works. Yeah, so kind of the <laughs> way it works. I don't know how soccer works. <laughs> no, you're good. So, <laughs> so the way that it works in the United States, so you have the MLS, which is like professional yeah. soccer, and then you have USL and UPSL. So USL is kind of like the farmer league, kind of like where, uh, like kind of like the G League to the NBA, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's like semi-pro where you have contracts and stuff. And then the UPSL is the league below that. It's still considered semi-pro, but I'd almost put like kind of a quotation around because there's no contracts, but still really high level. Mm-hmm. And in Boise, we have uh, the Cutthroats, which is considered a UPSL team. So it's kind of like that third tier. So as of right now, I actually have second round of tryouts coming up on Wednesday and Thursday from 6 to 7.30. I think they're going to be out there um, on Lincoln Turf. And we'll just kind of do that for a year, trying to get my skill up and then see doing some tryouts, trying to get in some academies and stuff. But just trying to chase the dream, you know? You only get to be 20 and young one, so might as well yeah. go for it, right? Yeah. Man, that's dope. I mean, I obviously, uh, most people can't do that as well. Like, you don't see me. trying. I, you know, you're asking me beforehand how I got into podcasts and, like, doing this show. And honestly, that was kind of because I realized that I wasn't that good enough at football. <laughs> so where I was like, yeah. you, know, I, you know, if I would have stayed in sports, I got to kind of pivot a bit. But, I mean, that's awesome that, you know, you've been able to do your sport for uh, as long as, you know, yeah, as you've I been able to. I think, I think one thing that's, too, is important because everyone does it is, like, it's not it's not about comparing, right? Like, yeah. you, it, there's no reason for you to compare your soccer skill to my soccer skill. And kind of a cool quote that I saw one time, it's called The Iron Cowboy. It was a Netflix documentary, and it was about a man that did 50 Ironmans in 50 days in 50 different states. <laughs> Yeah, crazy what? feet. That's real. Yeah, it's real. And for like the people that don't know what an Ironman is, it's it's 112 miles on the bike. It's a marathon, so that's 26.3 miles, and that's 2.4 miles of swimming, yeah. all like consecutive that's crazy. That's, I have an uncle who's done five or six, and oh, I wow. thought that was insane. No, he did 50, 50, 50. 50. And eat wait Whoa. in each state too. In each state. So, like, that's that's just a flex. Like yeah. he was way like yeah. That's so, so to my point about comparing, it was really cool. So. In a couple of the states when he finished the marathon, his mom, who's obviously much older, would run the last couple miles. Mm. And he's asked, he's getting questions like why his mom doesn't do the full marathon or like why she doesn't do it every time. And he, he said, no one should ever compare what they're challenging or their hard is to someone else's hard. And I think it's important, you know, in today's society, it's all about cons- comparing like how many Instagram followers you have or like how many points did you score, or, you know, how many podcasts did you, you just kind of got to focus on yourself. Like, if you get stuck comparing, you're never going to push past what you can actually do. That's very true. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes of all time, I think it was Theo Roosevelt. Theodore that Roosevelt? could be totally wrong. <laughs> but we, he won't, said, we won't fact check we'll, we'll right throw, now. We'll Please don't. <laughs> we'll throw up the but it's thing. Com- comparison it is the thief of joy. I think that quote is fire, and I think that ties perfectly into that. So Yeah, I and like that a lot. Comparison is the thief It probably of joy. wasn't Theodore Roosevelt now that I think about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll look it up, and then we'll see. But fact check I gotta it. know. Continue. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like this is also very off topic. Mm-hmm. I feel like your voice sounds like you're just a motivational speaker oh. over there. <laughs> Even with that quote, it just kind of like put two and two together. And I'm like, it was. Oh, it, was. it was. Man. He knows he knows the stuff. Yeah, he, he knows, knows, never question, I, he knows never quotes. Question. I know he knows quotes. I, know yeah. quotes. Right. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I think, you know, I just felt like I was put on this earth to do like something like bigger than just myself and the way my mom raised me is just like make a positive impact in that world and I really kind of di- like dove into podcasts and re- reading books because I think it's profound to learn from people that have lived life longer than you mm-hmm. it's not saying that they have a better understanding or know it better but they are able to teach from their 
failures and whatnot. And I think failure is a catalyst of growth. So I just have failed a lot and I've tried to learn from those failures and become a better person. And obviously these podcasts is a great time to talk about, you know, humility and talking about those failures and the things that you've learned. Because a lot of my life I've compared myself to others. You know, a lot, a lot of times I've compared about how many Instagram followers that guy has or, you know, how many people are saying hi to that person. And really that gets you nowhere in life. And Kevin Hart on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast, it's the second one. It's where he's wearing the blue hoodie. The first podcast oh, yeah. is really good. But the second one, he talks about how he's just trying to beat him. And, like, TikTok makes it in, like, this, you know, cool, like, background voice. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm just trying to beat me every single day, like, looking in the mirror, trying to beat that person. And it's profound. And I really like that quote, actually. Yeah. So it's comparison is. Comparison the is the thief of joy. Thief of joy. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I learned something new today. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, my quote is, if you're not first or last, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't chew big red, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, that's a great, <laughs> great motivational speeches, I guess, or quotes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, appreciate it. Anyways, uh, so are you a big basketball fan? Yeah, I do really enjoy basketball. The thing that is funny is I didn't play basketball in high school. Mm-hmm. My dad was a wrestler. He was like, he took fourth Olympic trials. And growing wait, up, whoa, 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 what? Yeah, he was pretty good. <laughs> Damn, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's just a little bit, you know. Yeah, he uh, he coached at Stanford. He wrestled at Northern Iowa and wrestled at Wisconsin. And then trained in Colorado at the Olympic Training Center. He wrestled at 114 pounds internationally. Um, but growing up, he just told me basketball was for wimps. So, like, he never let me play. <laughs> and I'm not saying, like, I hate him for it or regret it. But, like, playing basketball at the rec, like, I really enjoy I'm a very competitive person. Like, Josh yeah. can mm-hmm. attest on that. Like, I'm a very competitive person. And basketball, it's so much fun. It's, like, a great display of athleticism. It's very competitive. It's constantly going. So I've really fallen in love with it a lot more the last five years. Yeah, and I feel like the biggest thing that I've kind of realized with basketball is from the surface level, you always think it's like, oh, it's, you know, they just don't really do much. They just kind of shoot it. But they have to, you know, you have to run back and forth, and that's the worst part about basketball. Especially when you're running the top of a 2-3 zone for 40 minutes every game. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. It's (laughs) it's funny, too, like being a soccer player, like, you know, most people know soccer is like a very high cardiovascular sport. So I would consider myself in pretty good shape because I'm playing soccer year-round, but when I go to the rec, like, I'm out of breath. Like, yeah. playing those intramural games, I'm like, yeah. I could use a water break right now. I know. It's a and different then, type of conditioning. When it gets so hot in the gym, too, yeah. that doesn't help. Well, it's even funnier, too, because then you, like, you ask, like, oh, why didn't you just shoot it there, you know, like, from three or, like, from, you know, half court. If you're like, yo, you know you can make it. But it's like, he's gassed. He's not going to yeah. be able to shoot, like, full, you know. I don't know. Your man over here was dropping some 40, 45 uh, I lost. I lost my legs a little in the second half. Well, I mean, what he was happened, shooting, though, bro? I was impressed. It's like, who is this dude just pulling? What up? happened like, is, Curry. well, he just had to because our, our yeah, best I player mean, was getting we, shut out. We had we had nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly me and Michael, the guy that was doubled from the tip. He, he's a taller blonde, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was the one that you like. He popped off against the C team. Mm-hmm. I know, and so, then so they're so, scouting. Yeah. 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 Oh come I on! Knew. Now this isn't our first time <laughs> yeah. winning intramurals. <laughs> we knew at that point we we're like, oh, we're done. Because <laughs> he was just getting. He was getting triple team too. Like there's points for. And he just could not do anything. It was bad. Yeah, he was locked a little bit. I'm not yeah, we need Carter to go full on Curry to end up well, with getting a chance. Still got smacked. I know. So, <laughs> it is what it is. But, this uh, is our first semester intramurals. We did, yeah. better, we did better than we thought. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we thought we were. But, we were even on like the show. We were like, oh, we're gonna go zero and ten, zero and whatever. But I mean, no, at least we, no, we're, we're we're saving the zero wins for football. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's, you guys gotta start somewhere, right? Like, yeah, you know, Josh and I, we started from nothing. I mean, our first year, we actually made it to the championship for Pike. We played against D-Sig, which was crazy. There was, like, 
probably 200 people. Like, you know, on the court uh, where the racquetball is at with, like, the oh, stands? Yeah. It was packed, like, all the way around. We ended up losing in that game, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's crazy. I, I always forget how new you guys are. Yeah, I mean, we've, yeah. Only been, we've only been a chartered fraternity for a year and a half, and then we were That's on crazy. campus as a colony for a year and a half. Are you guys chartered? Or you guys still consider a colony? Yeah. yeah. What's your guys' like timeline for getting your charter? Because ours was like two, two years. Two years. Yeah. Ours was a year, but then COVID happened, so that kind of threw like a wrench in the plans. Well, we have like a weird thing where it's like you have to become a learning community, so you have Hmm. to do like requirements. Like you have to get like someone on campus to become like a faculty fellow. Oh really? Call it, and then like you have to like designate like learning space, like a community, like studying space mm-hmm. every week and you have to like get all these like random things that you have to do yeah. so it's not just like you know you have to like work towards that and then once they do that they consider your charter so okay. it's like it's a weird process yeah, yeah i don't know any of it yeah <laughs> I mean, he's on exec he knows yeah. i shoot him on the only reason that he ended up joining was because i was like that's kept yeah, that's it on. i rushed i rushed ato last semester okay and yeah. i didn't make it which honestly i was surprised but did you rush any other fraternities when you joined? No, I didn't. I think that was kind of the cool thing about Pike when we all started is it, they came, I think, a month after rush happened for all the freshmen. Oh, yeah. So a lot of the guys had never rushed before because they didn't think of themselves as a frat, you know. And mm-hmm. Pike came on and they gave this picture they wanted to be a fraternity. And that was something I could really get behind. And people kind of make fun of it and that's whatever, but it's something that I bought into. And it's I think we stand out for that reason in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. We try to hold ourselves to a different standard. And that's why I joined. I mean, Josh, I think, kind of had the similar things. Like, we didn't rush initially, and that's what made the group so special in the beginning. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of, I mean, I don't know how other Greek life is on, like, the other campuses, but I feel like that's what's kind of shifting the culture on at Boise State specifically is kind of that, like, you know, obviously when you, like, think of, like, a fraternity or, like, a frat, you think, like, parties, like, nonstop. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's, like, a different, like, Boise State, like, at least with, like, the newer ones, are trying to, like, change that narrative where it's more, like, you know, bettering yourselves and not just, like, a social drinking club type of thing. Yeah, and, I mean, I think it's important to have that aspect as much as, you know, the university doesn't want to acknowledge that. Everyone went to college at one point, right? Like, everyone knows that you need to have some type of a social impact to have fun in college, and, you know, that's what you do join Greek organizations for. But I think the one thing that's cool about Boise State and Greek life that I really appreciate is being able to be friends with other organizations. Like, I know, like, the big SEC schools, like, the Pikes can't be friends with the Sigma Chi's, or, like, you can't you oh, can't yeah. interact outside of your organization mm-hmm. just because it's so, you know, they got the big houses, they got this big reputation to hold up, and I love that we're able to hop on a podcast with right. two SIG apps, really, you know, mm-hmm. and no one's going to be Especially like... Especially after whooping our... <laughs> in basketball, but so... I just think, I think it's a really good community, and I think, yeah. obviously, the university, and every university is going to have that struggles of, like, that social drinking thing, but it's also college, like... Let yeah. the kids live a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Um, anyways, uh, glad you like basketball. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, we actually have our brackets here mm-hmm. for March Madness. So I didn't print any of them. I remember it. Um, okay. Yeah, we, we can bring yours up on the screen, and I probably can pull mine on the computer or on the, my Dude, phone. You're not going to be able to see it from here. <laughs> I might be able to pull <laughs> mine up on, oh, okay. on my phone. I can just click on the link that I sent you. Okay. Disclaimer, this is also the first bracket that I've ever made in my 21 years of being alive. So. I mean, really? Yeah, I was, I was telling them, like, I really enjoy basketball, I really enjoy sports, but I just have never made a priority to make a bracket. Like, it just was something I was super interested in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I always loved watching the games. I love a good upset. I love, yeah. love those game winners. I don't know if I'm, like, di- like... I feel like I'd rather 
even though I don't like basketball, I'd much rather go to a basketball game than a football game because of the mentality of it and, like, the aspect where it's just crazy. It just goes crazy. Like... I think it depends. I don't know. I think, I, 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 I think college basketball is more exciting compared to, like, NBA because, like... Yeah. They're playing for something a little bit more, I believe, like, in the regular season. Well, and there's less games, so every game means a little more. Yes. Well, they're all working towards a goal, which is the NBA, too. Like, and it's super competitive to get to the NBA, mm-hmm. where it's, like, they're all, like, working absolutely crazy. Like, I mean, obviously, you have to work a ton in the NBA, but it's, like, once you get past that barrier, mm-hmm. some people kind of go, like, oh, I've already made it up to this point. So, it's, like... I think the coolest thing about college basketball to me is the conference tournament at the end of the year every year, because you could lose every game all year, mm-hmm. and you still make that tournament, you still have a chance to win your conference, so everyone yeah. has something to care about. Where I think that's the beauty about sports, to be honest. Like, sorry to interrupt, but I think it's cool that any team can lose on any given day. Yeah. And yeah, I know. And that applies to every single sport. Like, there's no, you could bet $1,000 on a team winning and they could still lose. Like, there's mm-hmm. no guaranteed win. Yeah. Yeah, well, you look at the NBA, like, right now, and there's, like, ten teams who have already, like, kind of checked out. Mm-hmm. That's why I really like college, because no matter what, at the end of the season, you have a shot. So yeah. that's did, why you, did you see in the NBA that they're gonna, they are proposing a rule that there has to be a minimum game played requirement for big awards, like MVP, defensive player? That's smart. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think that's smart. I, mean, I don't know what they'll make it, but... It should be interesting, because it's 72 games. I think it should at least be half. Yeah, like... I mean, I mean, out of eight, I would say probably sixty. Yeah, I mean, let, let him miss twenty-two. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of stupid yeah. if you're getting the M, like MVP to someone who like just like is sitting out like yeah. a ton and it's like doesn't even really care. Wait, is it seventy-two point. games or how many? Is it's it eighty-two. Eighty-two. Oh, okay. 82. I'm, I'm dyslexic, so I'm <laughs> blaming on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, don't worry about your bracket because <laughs> it's probably not as bad as mine. My first one was actually for the show last year. Oh, really? I haven't, uh, I haven't looked at yours yet. You, you were wild last year. So I'm I know. So curious you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more tame this this year. Um, I doubt that. Yeah. Uh, your, this is your kind of topic, so do you want to lead it? You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. How do you want me to go? You want me to go through every game or what? Let's go um, first round, like just rounds. It, okay. Does that make sense? Or should we do, what do you think? Rounds, it's your guys' show. Rounds I don't conference. Wanna, I mean, it might make sense to, like, if you have any crazy, like, upsets picked right off the first round. So, I mean, if we're going to go through every round, yeah, we can, we're definitely going to go over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. My biggest upsets in round one, I have Kent State, 13, beating Indiana. Uh, honestly, that's really the only uh, round one upset. Both right. sides of the bracket. I mean, there are, like, little ones, like, tens over sevens, but... Did you pick Boise we State? Can, we could throw it up here. I picked them to win one. Yeah. I picked them to win one. Am I the only one that didn't? Man, I mean, just a wow. hater, bro. Come on, it's... <laughs> it's like a 50-50 chance in your go to one of the schools. you got to pick it. I mean, uh, I don't... Okay, my thing was, like, when I picked my bracket, the biggest, like, deciding factor was how they fared up against top 25 teams, um, or, like, the top teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I mainly picked off of. And I mean, I don't think Boise Boise State lost to Utah State like twice. State's a good team. Utah State's they've been playing good basketball. Uh, I don't know. I just but think about it. Anyone could be anyone. That's that's true. So why would you bet against your going to be your alma mater? That is true. But I just I don't know. Last year would you bet money on Northwestern winning? Like if there's money on the line? Oh no, no, no! I would not. I I mean I I wouldn't like either. I would pick it, but (laughs) I just I don't know. Last I think we have a good chance. I think I think our chances of winning 
out of the 64 is a lot higher than Memphis last year. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a horrible draw. Well, Memphis shouldn't even have been, like, They shouldn't seed. have been a nine. They, yeah. they had the talent of a four. They just dealt with injuries and young guys not meshing early in the year. They mm-hmm. put it together, and we, we didn't have a chance. And we probably shouldn't have been an eight that year either. No. I feel I, like. They gave, what they give? They gave Colorado... Colorado, Colorado State, State was a six, and yeah. we were we had a better record. We beat them head to head. San Diego State and we was won an eight the, too last year, and we yeah. beat them twice. Mm-hmm. We beat them three times last three. year. Three, yeah, like yeah. It'll be cool. interesting. I'm excited. Did you yeah. go to like the the showing that they had? I didn't know. No, did you? This year? Yeah. No, I didn't even know it was happening. They didn't this even year. announce it until like yesterday. Yeah, like, I they're no doing idea. this like drawing, but um, who do you have? Who do you have winning the bracket? The whole thing? Yeah. Or what's your final four? Would uh, you like have? You want to just go from the elite eight? Yeah, we can go elite eight. All right. Um, out of I'll go first. Out of the south, I have Alabama the one against Arizona the two, but I I think it's a total coin flip between Creighton and Arizona to get there. Out of those, I'll take Bama. In the east, I have five seed Duke and two seed Marquette. I actually have Memphis beating Purdue in the second round, beating really? the one seed. And yeah, then Duke beating Memphis. Here's my logic. Okay, break it down. Purdue is really good. Matt Painter's an elite offensive coach, but it's all it's kind of all Edie. It's kind of all Edie. They're, is that the tall guy? Yeah, and he's incredible. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but their guards are pretty weak, and they're not as good at handling the ball and handling pressure as a lot of guards are. Memphis sends guys at you. They, really? they press you. Their guards are like scrappy and fast and aggressive, so it's strength versus weakness there. And I, so does I'm giving. Does I'm giving them play a man, or do they play in a zone? They mostly go man. They, they run a couple different presses though that just really, like they dominated a lot of teams in the AAC this year, and I think that they have a shot at Purdue. So I got Duke over Marquette there, in the Midwest. I have Houston. I think Houston has a really easy road to the Elite Eight. And then I have Texas, but I almost picked Texas A&M, the seven over Texas. Oh, I think really? That's a second-round matchup. Actually, I did. I put, yeah, I put Texas A&M. They're really good. I, that's a second-round matchup, and I'm saying right now, whoever wins that game in the second round is going to go to the Final Four out of that. So I have Texas over Houston. And then I have UConn over UCLA in the West. So I have UConn upsetting Kansas. That UConn really upsetting good. Kansas? Yeah, and then actually it goes farther than that. I uh, I have Bama over Duke in the Final Four, and then Texas UConn. I. That's your that's your final. Texas UConn is my second Final Four game, and I'm so torn on it. I think I'm gonna go Texas, and then I'll take Bama over Texas for the championship. That will all change in the next few days. I've already filled out like 15. Yeah. You filled out 15 brackets? Yeah, man. Dude, it took me forever to fill up this, this one. This <laughs> is like, this is my favorite time of year. I this spend, is your bread and butter? I spend all year watching college basketball, looking at all the stats of these stupid teams you've never heard of, all for this. I and, like it. Uh, I respect that. I respect that. I do that every year and every year. I lose the people who have never watched a game. <laughs> How frustrating! So, how frustrating is that? Oh, it's it's awful, but it's also what makes this so fun. So, do you ever do like a fun bracket where you just do like your favorite colors or your favorite mascots? Because I have like a, a lot of friends who don't watch any sports and yeah. they'll just pick like their favorite mascot or their favorite oh, really? color and they'll <laughs> and they'll beat everyone in their in wow. their brackets. I've seen like someone who did like the mascots, like who would win mm-hmm. over the mascots, like 
I've like seen in a those. Fight? Yeah, like, yeah, that's awesome. But man, that that must be so horrible. To, like, All I know is that they're doing a fight. Buster's beating whatever Northwestern is. <laughs> Wait, what is Northwestern's? Wildcats. Wildcats. Oh no, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Buster's kind of our Buster this year is kind of fit. I mean, he's been. Dude, he was doing like push-ups on like uneven surfaces. Like they're like holding him up, and he was doing like. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Last year I knew the Buster. Um, this year I think it's two, isn't it? I think I mean I think I always have a rotation, but I remember I knew based off the shoes that the Buster was wearing, and one time Buster was coming up to me, and they were telling me that they're going to throw popcorn on me at a basketball game, and I saw Buster come up with that popcorn, and I looked him right in the face and I said, "You are not doing that to me. I'm not about getting Dude. a jumbo prawn, about getting a bag of popcorn and just dumped on my head." One time, I was at the game, or at a basketball game, just, like, ready to report on it. And then all of a sudden, I just feel someone grab my shoulders. And I'm like, duh. Like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden, look, it's a, br- like, buster. And he's just, like, giving me a, I'm like, what the? It was so weird. I didn't, I don't know who the bust. I didn't know who the buster was last mm-hmm. year. Uh, I probably didn't know him if they took off the you know costume either. I don't know if they did a reveal. I think I won't say just 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 Yeah, in just case, in case. Yeah. Keep it disclosed. But like yeah. I was so confused. I'm like, what the hell? Like yeah, they literally funny. would skip out oh, yeah. It was So who, who's in your who's in your lead eight? Um I got uh I have so I had Alabama versus Virginia. So I did have Alabama winning that. I had Alabama versus Arizona in the South and Arizona wins that one. I had um, sorry to your winner over there. Um, so I had Alabama. So that's Arizona for the South. For the East, I ha- actually had Purdue losing to Memphis. Really? Yeah. Really? Can you I stop? Had... Every time I think I'm <laughs> clever with something, you do the same thing. I, I know. You're talking like, about that. North like, Carolina last year. North Carolina, I picked them to upset the one. I'm like, yo, check this out. And you're like, oh, me too. <laughs> you know, not going to lie, I think our brackets are actually kind of similar. This year? And that, I don't know if that's insulting to you because I didn't know what I was doing when I picked them. So, <laughs> just saying. So keep going, um, let me see. So, I had Memphis playing against Tennessee and then Tennessee winning. So, I have Tennessee versus Marquette. Uh, so, I have Marquette going all the, all the way there. And, and so Marquette have, beating Tennessee. I have Tennessee losing round one. Really? Yeah. To who? Louisiana. Huh. Man, I was I about ten- to... I think Tennessee's a fraud. Really? Yeah. Um, I could see that. I mean... But I have Marquette they winning. They just lost their point guard to an ACL. That's true. Didn't didn't know that. <laughs> I literally was just picking. But okay, so I have then I have Marquette beating Tennessee. So I have Marquette versus Arizona, and then of those two, I have Marquette winning. So I have Marquette facing off for the first side, and then um, I also have Texas A&M versus Texas. I picked Texas A&M though, mm-hmm. and I have Texas A&M actually making it. Um, Beating Auburn because I had them upsetting Houston. Whoa! There. Um, yeah, Auburn beating Houston. I did. Hot, very hot take. Very scorching. You can say that. Scorching yeah. take. But I, you know, I had them winning, and then I have Auburn versus Texas A&M, and then Texas A&M winning. Uh, and then for them, I put them against. You know, my West is probably the most tame. I have Kansas versus Gonzaga for that one. Uh, so that was probably the like the most like normal one i would say and then i have kansas winning that one so, so it's you kansas got, you got kansas and then kansas versus texas a&m oh my God. and then 
Arizona versus Marquette in the Final Four. What's crazy is I could actually see A&M in the Final Four. It's Auburn in the Elite Eight that I think is insane. <laughs> Dude, watch it happen. What? It's going to happen. I'm going to look so smart. Uh, and then I have actually Texas A&M <laughs> upsetting Kansas Bro. and getting to the, <laughs> to the championship. Miss me with that. <laughs> so I got, and then I got Marquette beating Arizona. So I got Marquette versus Texas A&M. Marquette over Texas A&M. And I actually, even better, have Marquette winning it all. <laughs> Marquette over Texas A&M. Dropping okay. the nuke on every bracket. That's... If I win, it's it'll be bracket. a miracle. It's your, bracket. it's your piece. It's it'll your be piece. a miracle if I win, but... Carter, do you think there's going to be any standout players, like a, like a John Morant of this tournament? Like, from a small school or just from any school? In general. I mean, Edie for Purdue is going to get his. He's ridiculous. Uh, How tall is he? 7'3"? I think so. 7'2 or 7'3". Uh, Kansas State has Keontae Johnson, who was at Florida for a few years. And the one that had the heart attack yeah. or whatever, the cardiac arrest? Yeah, so he's at Kansas State hooping right now. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Carr on Texas, I, I'm super high on. And then Brandon Miller at Alabama, mm-hmm. who had some off-the-court issues. But he's back now. And uh, I think that he's maybe the best player in the tournament. What's his teammate's name that was part of the Jelly Fam? Uh, it starts with a J. Isn't I can't even remember. I think he's number five. He plays for Alabama right now. I know who you're talking about. I don't. I don't know his name. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Fake basketball fan. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where's some other guy? Jaime Hawkes on UCLA is really good. He's really good. Is he the one with like the super crazy hair? No, that's Tiger Campbell. Hi- is Tiger Campbell. The guy with, like, the... Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Tiger hype. Campbell. That's hype, man. Uh, I know I'm forgetting some people. Marcus Sasser plays for Houston, probably their best player. He got hurt a couple games ago pretty badly. Don't know if he's going to be back for the first round, which is a big deal. Um, Don't sleep on Max Rice, though, man. You can throw Max Rice in there if you want, Oh, we forgot to mention, yeah, we got uh, in a wind dance in. I think, well, we... Kind we of talked did. about it, yeah. Um, yeah, we're the nine. Where are we? Nine seed, right? Ten. Ten. Ten against Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, do we need Max Rice to score at least twenty? To I don't even know. Yeah, if we he can played even. terrible against Utah State. We need, Max Rice needs to have a good shooting game, and then Tyson and Lucas need to control the boards for sure. Yeah. And Marcus needs to. We need to not. No, I'm not going to say that. Just not turn it over. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we need to not lose. <laughs> we haven't. I mean. I feel like that's the biggest knock on our team is that we haven't won a like a NCAA tournament win. Yeah. Or like ever. a game. Really? Ever. We've never we've never made we've it past sixty four. Oh and eight all time. Never. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But, hey, I mean if anyone's gonna do it, I think this team has think, a chance. I don't think Northwestern has either. It really? Off the top of my head. Someone's gonna have so. to get it. I mean hopefully it's us, but Oh, I Isaiah Wong on Miami too. It just popped into my head. It's yeah. really good. Oh, I'm excited. This is always a fun time. It's like when the least amount of schoolwork gets done in the classroom because everyone's watching the game. Oh, yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah. It was like when, I mean, since I'm a big soccer fan, it was like when the World Cup was on. I was in uh, biochemistry, and I was like watching the games. I told my professor one time, it was when USA was playing um, England. It was on a Tuesday at noon. That's when my biochem class was. And I went to him during his office hours on Monday because Tuesday we'd always have a quiz. And I went, hey. It's every four years, huge game, can we not have the quiz? And he looks at me, he goes, so you're asking me not to have the quiz? I'm like, yeah, like, if you have the quiz, like, I'm probably not going to show up. He goes, wait, so you're not going to show up to class on Tuesday if I don't have the quiz? He 
goes, yeah. I was like, okay, we're not having the quiz. Because <laughs> he just didn't want me to show up to class. I love that teacher. Shout wow. out to Dr. Cornell. He shot me with a Nerf gun in class to wake me up a few times. He's an awesome professor. Really? Yeah. But no more Madness is always fun. Is the game at 7 on Thursday? Ours? Yeah. yeah. He actually, uh, so we were talking about like the shilling last year. Mm-hmm. He actually. Okay. He, CBS. Or no, that's Eastern. So 535. Oh, wow. We had, like, the we had the selection Sunday little thing that Boise State had, and he won tickets to the game last oh, yeah. year. Oh, really? They he did, was, like, one of, like, They did three. a drawing. Well, originally, they did a drawing of everyone who went to the selection Sunday thing, mm. and they picked, like, three people, and then they were like, you know what, we're going to open it up for more, so they sent out an email. They're like, first come, first serve, we have more tickets. So I was, like, in line at a restaurant, and I left to go back home to get my computer, and I won. Really? And so I got, and I got a plus one, so me and my roommate, uh, they, they like, bust us down to Portland, paid for our hotels yeah. and buses and everything, and they gave us 50 bucks a day for food, so. That's not bad. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah my, our, our team manager, Kenzie, got that opportunity to go to Portland. She says it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it could have been more fun if we would have won, but. Yeah, it yeah. extended the trip a little bit longer. It was still good, yeah. I like our matchup, I'm going to be honest, I'm excited for the guys. This is the best draw we could have gotten. Honestly, because yeah. Northwestern is probably the worst seven seed, and UCLA I think is the worst two seed. Well, before they had us at Kentucky or playing Kentucky, yeah, that, yeah, that, that would have been, been rough. Really that would have been. been, been, been they had us no way we're getting Kentucky first in Ohio. No way. Like, it would have been basically a home game for them. Yeah, that would have been. <sighs> yeah. All right. Oh, go your elite eight. Yeah, you're leading. Read it. Oh yeah, let's. If you can get the glasses in. Yeah, so I got Alabama. Versus Baylor, I got Alabama winning that in the South, and then Midwest, I got Houston versus Texas, I got Houston winning it, um, and in the East, I got Purdue versus Kentucky, got mm-hmm. Purdue winning that, and the West, I got Kansas versus UCLA, I got UCLA winning, and then I got Alabama taking it all the way. Yeah, Bama, I don't, I don't really. Bama I don't, over Houston. Yeah, Bama over Houston. I feel like that's the most like. Fair one. I mean, I mean, I just, those I, are two one seeds, and that's what I'm kind of afraid of. Yeah, so, I mean, I just kind of went off of, like, the teams that I kind of know a little bit about. I yeah. Mean, like I was telling you earlier before we started the show is I enjoy basketball. I'm a really good fan, but I just never made a priority to, like, do all the research and stuff you said. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, yeah. okay, I just kind of picked the one seeds and whatnot. And also the, the one that I made it for is with, like, my family. So there's, like, no oh, money yeah. on the line. So it's yeah. just for fun. The fraternity has, like, a big bracket. I think there's, like, 40 guys doing it for $10. What's buy-in for that? that just $10. Dollars. Bucks. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't know if I'll do it or not. done a buy-in. We you guys still can. The yeah. bracket's still open. I know, but no one wants to. We're really? just broke. Dude, I did one for the Boise Hawks. Really? I entered it today. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to enter a lot. Yeah, once you've I already figure done it. 15. How many more are you planning on doing, bro? Well, no. I, I make all these <laughs> Do you change ones. them? Or diff- Hold on. I make all these ones, and then I decide on one, and then I enter that one in all the pools. That's wait. So what's the point of making all fifty? Like for you got to see how it looks, man. You got to see how it looks. You got to see what feels right. Like I, my first instinct is Bama over Texas, but it just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? I don't know. Props to you for putting that much effort into it. No respect. I mean, I put all that into it. You don't, and we ended on the same champion. Yeah, exactly. Bama's Bama's awesome though. Bama, do you follow the NBA at all? Yeah. So when James Lightly. Harden, like when Harden was on the Rockets, like it was all threes and all layups. Yeah. That's what Bama is. Oh, really? So, well, let's see if I can remember the numbers off the top of my head. In the James Harden era, they were, uh, they took the least amount of mid-range jumpers 
per game every single year that Harden was there. Oh, really? Yeah, every single year, and it was less than two a game. Bama's taking 0.6 mid-range jumpers per game this year. Mm-hmm. So it's all three. Do they just run a high pick and roll to get the layups? They run a, well, they run a lot of like ghost screens. They run a lot of pick and fades. It's all threes. It's all layups. And so their coach was like a math teacher. Mm-hmm. So it's all super analytical. And mm-hmm. they also give up mid-ranges. Like teams take mid-ranges against oh, really? them more than anyone. Because if you, if you screen them when you're on offense, you come off. They play drop coverage. They drop, oh, okay. and they so teams shoot like three floaters a game against them, which is the most by far in the country. So interesting. You know, the the stat side of any sport, especially the NBA, is fascinating. Yeah, I just think if you have to rely on mid ranges against a team taking more efficient shots, you might be screwed. So, who did you pick as your winner? Um, I picked uh, Kansas Jayhawks. I had them win last Jayhawks. year, and I won um, the pool of money for my fraternity. So I'm going back to them two years in a row. Back to back, old faithful, huh? I mean, that's a, like, I mean, that's such a flex to win March Madness, I feel like, because it's like, it's so, it's basically just like luck, I feel like. You know, uh, Quentin Grimes on Kansas last year, had Uh plays for uh, the Knicks, Mm -hmm. dude, he got so much attention, he's he's an attractive individual, and like, (laughs) no one really knew about him, and then he like, made it that far, and like, all the girls, all my friends are like, reposting about him winning, and I'm like, this guy. That's what March Madness can do for you. (laughs) It's like, ridiculous, dude. I'm trying to think of another person like that. Okay, not the same type of thing, but you remember (laughs) Doug? Huh? Doug last year. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, like, obviously it's not the same situation, but he got way more famous because of a couple... Yeah, I mean, that literally could be Boise State if you think about it. Like, a smaller school that people know about, you know, if Max Rice drops 30 points in the first game, he's going to get a lot of media attention for that. That's true. true. Yeah, especially because the next game would be against UCLA. (laughs) Big one. What about Oral Roberts? Oral Roberts? They might lose to Duke by 25 in the first round. Yeah. What's... What sucks, I would pick Oral Roberts over any other five seed in the entire tournament, but Duke is... Two years ago, they had, like, a little run. Yeah, they were 15. And yeah. They, I think they won two games, maybe three, but anyway. Yeah. Let's go over this NFL stuff before we get out of here. Yeah, are you, do you follow NFL? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a pretty well, like, versed, like, sports fan. Like, I don't dive heavily into any sport, but I enjoy all of them. Okay. Yeah, um, so, free agency... There's a ton that just happened. Yeah, like, free agency <laughs> opened today. Uh, but before that, the Panthers traded for the first overall pick, which yep. we thought it might be the Colts, we thought it might be the Raiders, it ends up being Carolina. They traded number 9, number 61 this year, a first and a second next year, and DJ Moore. Who are they taking then? Well, uh, it's either Anthony, I mean, you, you know it's coming out of I my mouth. I think they're taking Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Richardson. I think they are. Anthony Richardson. They <sighs> just want another Cam Newton, huh? Yep. Yeah, I, I think they, they have to be taken up. I think... I actually think... They genuinely... If I'm thinking yeah. objectively, I think the most likely person for them to take is Stroud. There's no way they're taking Stroud because they're so... They're They've been like, linked to him. The thing is, is that, like, the issue is, is that they're looking for that big quarterback, like that big name, because they're afraid of going Stroud irrelevant. Stroud a big name. Yeah, I'd say CJ Stroud's a bigger name than Anthony Richardson. Yeah, but Anthony Richardson is way more, like, talent-wise... And way more kind of like he's got more potential. He's more potential, as what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. oh, okay. I think that's what they're trying to go for. Is um, they're trying to go for that higher ceiling all star type of like player, which is fair. I mean, if every player in this draft reaches their full potential, Anthony Richardson's the best player. Like his ceiling is higher than anybody in this draft. And 
I mean, there's nobody higher on Anthony Richardson than me, as far as I know. But well, I think I, he's a bust, but I think that's what they're going to pick first round. I that's what I think. You think Anthony Richardson going to be a bust? Yeah, I think so. Really? I, I think, think he's QB one. I don't think he's going to be that future good. All Pro. He's going to be so good. He's a dog right Although, now. I have no idea who he's going to be throwing to in Carolina. Yeah. Well, they got rid Especially of the without more. I mean, their wide receiver one's Terrace Marshall Jr. Like, that's bad. But we'll see. Yeah. Free agency is open. Maybe they go get Juju, I guess. I, I Dude, don't know. I lost a lot of respect for Juju on the way he handled winning that, that game, like with posting about it. He, yeah. He threw... It's A.J. Brown and he everything. He threw shots, like, unnecessarily. Well, like, I just think... He didn't really do much up to that point anyways. He, he didn't, and this may be a hot take. You, I want to kind of interest in your opinion. I don't think that ball was catchable. I don't think that ball that Patrick Mahomes threw to Juju on that holding call was a catchable ball. And I also don't mm-hmm. think Patrick Mahomes saw the holding call initially. Oh, he yeah. He probably didn't. Uh, the catchable part is kind of a moot point because it, yeah. it, it was holding, right? Yeah, it was holding. Yeah. But it was also within the first five yards, which I thought there could be contact, right? There can be yeah. contact. Well, it's it's just, there can't be a PI within the first five yards. You can't tug after his jersey. Five. It was it yeah. was the jersey tug that got it. Was, him. It was soft though. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah. yeah, especially well, that was like the whole thing, like how they were calling the game up to that point. I was kind of not maybe not the best. Call. That's that I agree with. I think that like it was like if you look textbook, it's a hold. Yeah, objectively, it's a hold. But the way they're calling the whole game, yeah. I, they they really like, weren't calling that whole game. Like yeah. even look at I think it was the third quarter. Or maybe the second quarter, Juju came across the middle. He got hit early, and they they didn't they call they that. let it go. They just like so I let it play out. So I don't I mean, know. I that was kind of stupid, but I don't love just the, the fact goal, that he posted like a Valentine's card, like thanks for holding on. I just thought that was like dumb, dude. It's yeah. like well, he was like trying to attack AJ Brown, and AJ Brown was doing much better the whole season than him. Yeah. Like, I think I if lost. Bradbury would have been salty about it after the game and blame the rest for the loss or whatever, then that would be more just then Juju doing that would make more yeah. sense. Just, but he, like, Bradbury he was... went into the locker room and took full responsibilities. Like yeah, yeah. it was a hold. I got caught. Like yeah, I will say like. I think that Eagles organization for any young like football fan or any young sports fan is a great organization to look about. I think Jalen Hurts has his head screwed on right. Yeah, he's one he's of like awesome. became one of like the guys I look up to in terms of like guys in the professional atmosphere. I think Jason Kelsey is a phenomenal leader, and I also think that coach has really like ingrained in that organization like humility, honor, and respect. Because if you watch every single one of the players respond to that question, was it a holding or not? They owned up to it. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. said. We believe in the refs. We believe in their calls. You know, it's unfortunate that didn't go our way. And I just, I, I gained a lot of respect for that organization. I really like Jalen Hurts a lot. Like, yeah. I, I love what he stands me for. Me too. You're, you love yeah. Jalen Hurts. I, I, well, it's like, it's kind of funny because you compare Jalen Hurts to, like, another younger quarterback like Kyler Murray. And you hear so many issues with Kyler Murray. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he's talented. But there's, like, reports that they're going to move off of him just because he's not, like, talent-wise. Like, you know, just because he's not, like, personality-wise maybe the best leader. There's I mean, at least reports to that. I think it's I mean, a lot of things. That I don't personally know Kyler Murray. It's like no, injuries and stuff or not. too. But, yeah. but um, and then like with, you know, Jalen Hurts, they're like ready to pay him instantly. Like, yeah, he deserves it. Like, you know, with the whole talent along with like the leadership aspect is absolutely I also crazy. don't think he's the most talented quarterback either. Like, I, I know, think, me neither. I think like, I, the reason I admire Jalen Hurts the way I admire him is if you look back to Alabama in that championship game when he got pulled, Every time out, every time that they could run on the field, he was the first player to go talk to Tua. He was the first player to be there. Even after the interview when they won, he was happy yeah. for Tua. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks loads and volumes of who he is as a character 
you know, who he is, a man of faith. And you just look at how he is as a leader, and you, he's a natural leader. He's not talking yeah. too much. He's there when he needs to be said. He's soft-spoken. And when he talks, people listen, and I appreciate that about him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, completely agree. definitely going to be the star of the team for a long time. He deserves the money. It might yep. screw over the rest of the team, but he deserves the money. Yeah. I think they he, already lost Hargrave. I think he turned down money to keep players on the team. I like, think I, so too. I he think he's one like of the players. Not granted, he could. That, that's a little they've bit already lost, They've already lost a few guys. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens. I, like Smith too. I mean, we're talking about fates of the franchise. Uh, the Raiders got their franchise quarterback. Okay. Hope first, Jalen Ramsey traded to the Dolphins. Oh, that's true. That yeah. For about nothing. Yeah, that was bad. A third-round pick and a backup tight end that even I have never heard of. Yeah, so, I don't... They gave him away for like... Jalen Ramsey chance. isn't what he was two years ago. But yeah, he's, but he's still... Played. He's still a top-tier corner. Yeah. He's still a top-five corner. Better than Eli yeah. Apple, that's for sure. <laughs> that yeah, like... there's. True. I mean, there's a, like a lack of good corners in the league. And so I thought that there's going to be way more of like a, you know, a, a give to yeah. get Jalen Ramsey. But when they yeah. traded him this for is, like... This is big for Miami. They, for 50 that cents. could be good. And like, I think Miami needs a better offensive line, though. My dad's a Dolphins do. fan. He grew up watching well, yeah. Shula and Marino, mm-hmm. so that's kind of like being from Montana. You don't really like have a sports team. So mm-hmm. if I had to choose an NFL team, like the, the Finns, the so I know my I know my dad's happy about them getting Jalen Ramsey. I bet, yeah. What do you think about them resigning Tua or picking up his fifth year option? What did they do? They picked up his like fifth year option for his like rookie contract. They so they just kind of gave him around one for more year. One more year. I really like Tua as a quarterback. I've always had a soft spot for lefty quarterbacks. I think they're like super fun to watch. I think like the way they throw is so unique. Um, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he just doesn't make the best decisions sometimes. He's got a good arm. Like no mm-hmm. one can really debate that. But I don't really know. I think maybe the concussions are caught up to him. So we'll yeah. see. I don't know what their I don't know what their backup plan is. That's the scariest part well, for me. Is they signed Mike White today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's the backup plan right now. Quarterback competition. Mike White yeah. versus Tua. Um, First round versus... Was he unsigned? I think he was on free agent. Unsigned free agent. Yeah. Mike White, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's about all the time we have for today. Um, I just want to thank you, Zach, for coming on, um, putting up with us for... Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate hour. it. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. Um, fun. Yeah, it was really awesome, you know, asking you questions, picking your brain, kind of making, you know, your bracket and everything for the <laughs> yeah. show. So, uh, yeah, um, is there anything you want to plug or anything? Yeah, just plug. So for the soccer team, we got our, another home game coming up against C of I on the 18th. Um, that's going to be at 4. And then our final home game is April 29th against TVCC. You guys can follow any updates on the, the page at Boise State Men's Club Soccer on Instagram. And if you guys want to give me a personal follow, my Instagram is Zach underscore Tyree 11. So, yeah, just give a follow. Yeah, and we'll also throw up on the screen, so... You'll be able to easily see that. So, yeah, yeah um, make sure to follow us as well on all of our social media platforms: uh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Sports Stuff Show. On Twitter, it's SNS underscore Show. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll be back on Friday with our stuff episode. And thank you, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Mm-hmm.